Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Talking the team hailing from the mighty Waikato, it's Chiefs Mana with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, Mark Watson in for Ricardo Ball, but Ian Jones is in studio, a man who played 79 tests for the All Blacks this half an hour. We do celebrate everything to do with Chiefs Rugby. Carmo, good evening. Welcome. Yeah, good evening, Waro. Nice to have you back in the chair. Good evening, listeners. Um, and talking about another cheese victory. They are on a roll. And, and are they on a roll upwards in terms of form, or are they winning but winning ugly? No, they're winning, no question about that. What I thought was their best performance in yep. the last month, yep. to no, be well fair. Well Back said. home, uh, I think their structure was fantastic. I thought their ball retention, their patience were better um, when they build phases um, and put some pressure, particularly on these Aussie sides. But... Um, when they're building phases and putting pressure on the opposition, they can do things. They've got players that can do things, which is fantastic. So I think they've, they've got that balance, uh, not giving away those 50-50s that we saw in some of those rounds two, three, and four weeks ago. So if, if I'm sitting there, a lot, a lot of people don't have the uh, little integral understanding of the game that you guys have had that played at the highest level. What, what's the strength of this Chiefs team? What do they build their game around? Well, I think their strength is, is their platform up front to start with. They've got a very good scrum line out, and that's fantastic. We'll talk about the kickoffs, which I, I consider a set phase a little bit later. So they have a platform that they can, they can lay a foundation. I think that is a very strong strength of theirs. They have a second 5'8", and Quinn Tupai at the moment, who's running these amazing lines from out to in, who are just holding defence. So we can hold defence on that kind of you know numbers 10, 12, and, and even the nine on the opposition, you're creating some opportunities on the outside. So I think that's a really strength. Uh, what I saw on the weekend, which I really like, which I made the point just before, when they can go multiple phases, when they can hold the ball for seven to ten plus phases, they can start to suck in. So the defence just starts to, to suck in to the ruck, to the, to the middle of the field, which creates those opportunities we saw on the outside that they can score. So I think that's also a real strength of these. So, so a more traditional sort of pick and go, not just sort of... Well, not, not, so not much trying to necessarily play the game left and right at a huge amount of speed. Yeah, not more so much just pick and go. Pick and go is what the Blues is going fairly direct. And, and I think once Brodie Retallick comes back... One or two off the ruck. And, you, yeah, yep. you can change that. And yeah, Brodie Retallick will be a huge asset. <laughs> no question about that. Uh, and that's with the greatest respect to the locks they have. But we have a guy, Brodotelic size, who just once more, what I, attracts defenders. And when you attract multiple defenders, there has to be opportunities somewhere else. Okay, um, let's talk about Quintupaya. Is he your All Black second 5'8 on form? Well, I mean, Super Rugby is where you're asked to go and put your skills out there, and based on that, <laughs> You'd like to think Mate, that determines he, who your All Blacks are. He, he has done everything p- 
possible, I think, to, to put himself in contention for the black jersey. He's been in the black jersey before, and we know he's a proven performer. When I start looking at, at selection and, and I start looking at partnerships, and I've gone back on this many, many times, I look back at our great, well, the world's great midfield partnerships. You look at Timmy Horan and, and Jace Little, Queensland and Australia. You look at Walter Little and Frank Bunce, North Harbour Chiefs and All Blacks. We look at Ma'anonu, Wellington Hurricanes and All Blacks, right? Yeah, nice So I, I just look at these partnerships and, and, and you look at Roger Toivas-Sheik and you look at um, uh, the, the young boy uh, Rico Ioani uh, and you think, well, Blues, All Blacks, hey, that's a great partnership. Who's Quintapaya got? If you had Anton Leonard Brown, perfect. These guys, it's about, for me, what I, rugby is about understanding, about partnerships. Uh, when you throw some, some unknowns in the mix, it does make things difficult, uh, okay. although Quintapaya has to be in the mix. What about Alex Nankerville, though? Well, he's unproven at all-black level. Um, and with the but World so Cup, is Roger Tuivasa-Sheik. Yes, he is, but Roger Tuivasa-Sheik has proven at an international level. Okay, yep. No There's no point. question yep. about that. And so look, all these guys what, have the skills to play at international level. There's no question about that. What is often, for me, the difference between a great super rugby player and a great international player, or even a good all-black and a great all-black, is performing under pressure performing to expectations, handling the moments in that 80 minutes. But have we seen that, though? And look, I don't want to make this a blue system, but have we seen that from Rico Iwani? We've seen it when things haven't been on, but against the French and the Irish. Well, that's a good point. But for every every game, every test match he's played, it's a learning for him, isn't yep. it? An yep. absolute learning. And he is an absolute threat. Mm. And once more, we get back to what I mentioned about Brody Retallick, what we talk about Brad Weber. When you have players, Quinton Pyle, when you have players who are a threat to the opposition and the opposition have to, to, to put numbers defensively on there, it leaves opportunities elsewhere. Uh, OK, I'll ask you this. So you've, we've talked about Quintu Paya and how brilliant he's been. Who, who, in your opinion, has been, say, another breakout player for you this season? Yeah, I've been really impressed, really impressed by um, Aidan Roth, yep. the Lucian prop. Yep. Uh, I think that the scrum has performed brilliantly, and I think Aidan Roth has a huge... Uh, part to play in that. I really like the combination of Brad Slater actually starting the game. Brad Slater, they've got two great hookers, the, the Chiefs, and that's going to serve them well during the, the duration of a game. So I've been really pleased with that. I think Brad Weber coming back in has been a huge uh, advantage. We've talked about Nankerville plenty. Um, I think uh, yeah, that, they're the ones that have really stood out to me. They really have stood out to me. Okay, this weekend uh, they travel to Fiji. They take on the Fijian Drua. Is this a case of resting some players and freshening up some bodies before we go into knockout football? No, it's not. It's about momentum for the Chiefs. Yep. Absolutely momentum. I put this season, we talked about this a lot with Ricardo and the other hosts on the show, almost breaking the season that we've had into little mini-seasons. And they've just had a little mini-season against two Australian sides that set up their destiny. They can still control where they're going to finish, and they want to finish number four. That gives them an opportunity uh, that when the quarters are, of course, to playing the Blues at Eden Park. That's a game that they can win. That never sets them up, of course, for final in Christchurch. We've already won this year, so no God, you've already got mapped out, haven't oh, you? absolutely. I've mapped it out for the last six, seven weeks, yep. mate. There's no question about that. This has been the pathway all the way through. Why do you think this Chiefs team and the style they play are potentially best suited to beat the Blues? Well, just because I think they can control, I mean, they, they can control up front. They can get domination at, at scrum and line at a time. And that sets a great platform. Then with their, their ball retention, I think that can, and they're going to be very good against the Blues. We're not there yet, but their ball retention, 
Uh, I think they can just suck in the Blues uh, and give themselves opportunities. I don't think Eden Park is fearful uh, for New Zealand teams or for the Chiefs in particular, for the Waikato guys, as maybe other grounds in, in the country. But uh, this this game in, in Latoka, what a, what a wonderful rugby occasion this is going to be. Brilliant rugby occasion, but the Chiefs really have to go up there and just do the job. They have to control the game from the outset. And mentioned I was going to talk about this, so I'll get to it now. Controlling the game for me means controlling the kickoffs. If there was one negative that came out of the performance and the weekend, it was our ability receiving our kickoffs. We coughed up five, three in a row in the first half. Has that been a weekly thing, or was that just was that the exception to the rule last no, week? No, it's not been a weekly thing. I, I actually had a great look at it again today, just to kind of get in my head. When I was watching it live, I kind of knew what was happening. And, and and to me in particular, Tuba Vaiti was just picking up the flight of the ball really late. So it's a coachable skill that he can fix in, in, in a couple of sessions. Uh, and when I mean kick, picking up the ball, when you're watching a kickoff as, as a lock or a receiver, you have to watch the ball leave the foot. And with just multiple, multiple times in the saddle practicing, as soon as the ball leaves the foot, you sense the ball flight, the speed, where it's going to land. So all of that's calculated as soon as a ball leaves uh, the boot, right? So, so what part of that haven't they been getting right? Well, I think they've been leaving their, their run too late. And when they leave their run too late, so not picking up the flight of the ball, they're not getting supported in the air. They, they coughed up, uh, the, as I said, those five kickoffs. And the kickoffs are really important to me, Watto, because when you've just scored points or had points conceded against you, you need the ball back. When you have the ball in football, you control it. And when you control a game, you control the outcome. And if we're going to look ahead to the Blues, like you clearly have, you're going to need to make sure you've got the ball. Oh, look, the, the kickoffs to me are a set phase. Absolutely. Exactly the same as a scrum line out, or a line-out. Yep. Absolutely. And we spend a lot of time, mate, to be fair, on scrums and line-outs. We have to spend the same amount of time in kickoffs, both receiving and, and our own, just to be able to dominate Because the you know first fives on the opposition who are kicking off are doing a lot of work in terms of trying to upset the receiving as well. And so we're starting to see that not maybe not always be as orthodox as perhaps it once was. Yeah, but as I say, just through experience and look, a young lock, so how do you gain experience just by time of the saddle, but you have to do this a lot of practice. You understand the flow to the ball when you practice this often enough as soon as it leaves the boot. You know where it's going to be and you have to be there before it. It is 17 minutes away from eight. You're listening to Chief Smarter. We are putting the spotlight and focus on the Chief Super Rugby franchise. Ian Jones, one of the great All Blacks, is my co-host in studio. If you've got any thoughts, feel free to text us on double eight double three. I'm Mark Watson in for Ricardo Ball, 13 minutes away from eight, still 14-12. Moana Pacifica over the force, almost um, half-time in that make-up game. Ian Jones, a man who played 79 tests for the All Blacks and captain of the Chiefs in the early days of Super Rugby, is my co-host. Carmo, let's talk about the loose forward mix. Um, not just maybe for the Fiji and Drua, because we might see some players possibly being rested, but certainly heading into the playoffs. Where does Luke Jacobson play? Where does Peter Gusso Akala play? Yeah, good, good, good question. What I'm interested to note the the coaching staff for the Chiefs actually played Peter Gus starting at six on the weekend. Luke Jacobson at eight, and, and Sam Kane at seven. And I then it got flipped on its, on its head a bit when Sam Kane, of course, left the field. And I quite like that because I just see. The explosive power when they get that right-hand side of the scrum up, Peter Gus is more of an asset to me. Uh, in the eight position, Luke Jacobson has is, got is, some mongrel about him. Is Peter Gus all black level? 
on the ball, on attack, yeah, absolutely. He's 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 got to be in the mix. I just think he has to work a little bit harder, in my opinion, off the ball. So both sides of the ball. So I'm not exactly sure he's at all black level yet. And when we want to be but, all black but, level, but he might be in the discussion. Yeah, particularly but, for injury. Yeah, but I guess the coaching staff have to look at it analytically and say, is he putting in the numbers week in, week in, on a consistent basis? And when you just watch it from the TV, like I'm watching it, you'd say, I don't know if he's been as consistent enough to be an All Black. Okay. Uh, is he at the Adi Savia level every weekend? Nobody's at the Adi Savia no, level. No, <laughs> absolutely. So, but that's, if you want to be an All Black, you have to be yep. not as good as Adi Savia, but if you want to put Adi Savia out, you've got to be better than Adi Savia. Okay. I apologise for digressing. Continue. No, no, absolutely. So I like Luke Jacobson on the blind side. Personally, I like Peter Gus at eight and I like Sam Kane at, at seven. And the reason I like that and the way they played a pattern at the start of this game, they were splitting up Peter Gus and, and Luke Jacobson. I really liked the ability for Luke Jacobson to run on the right-hand flanks like they were, spread the game. They had Peter Gus on the left-hand flank and they had Sam Kane just going everywhere. And I really think that suited... Uh, the way the Chiefs wanted to play those multiple phases we keep talking about, ball retention, which is really important when you have big, strong ball runners and, and you know, the right-hand side, the left-hand side, supported by the tight forwards, you can turn the ball over. That, that ball retention that you talk about, was that part of the Chiefs game at the start of the season? Or has that, it... that been more of an evolution and they're starting to realise actually with injury, with the kettle that we've got, this is our best chance and this is actually working more for us for those reasons you mentioned earlier in terms of drawing those defenders in. Yeah, I think it's just adapting to the season. You saw the Chiefs a lot the early part of the season not playing at all in their half. A lot of field position, a lot of kicking and, and, and then some of it in the last two to three weeks have been quite wasteful kicking. So I think they've tidied up the kicking game which has been really important and then they were doing that high risk, high reward, those offload uh, and tackles which have been burnt with in a few games and conceded tries. So I think they've tightened that up a little bit, and I think that's been a great thing to tighten them up and have the patience to kind of build phases. Uh, Brad Weber may have had a huge uh, bearing on that because he's getting to the breakdown, the ability uh, to do what they're doing. So that has been a huge improvement. The other huge improvement, I, and I keep saying best game in a month, was their trust on defence. I mean, they were up to a 21-0 lead, weren't they? But then... About 36, 37, 38 minute mark, they were under the pump leading into half time, but they just went multiple phases on defence, didn't give away many penalties, no cards, which is a really pleasing thing. So that was another turning point, I think, in the game. And the other, the third turning point, not just for the Chiefs, but I think all New Zealand sides, we're smart New Zealand teams. You remember a month ago, we were all going, oh, the bloody line out drive, all the hookers are scoring, the tries is boring. Well, now most teams have sorted out how to defend mm. line out drive. Mm. Uh, which is when the Chiefs played this a couple of weeks back. They had that Willie away. Uh, this is when we once more love the Willie away. Love the Willie away. Love the Willie away. Mentioned the, the Willie away with um, mentioned the Willie away with uh, actually with um, uh, Justin Marshall actually. Oh, yeah. And I asked him whether he played back in the day where they didn't have the lifting in the line out because right. that was where it was more prominent, wasn't yes, it? And absolutely. then we did see the Willie away. Well, I mean, when the Chiefs had the Willie away, which say Peter Gus went through untouched. Remember, yeah. they went back to this, uh, a line out. Not much more. They went back to line out drive, got you know, got nowhere, turned it over, and the the opposition scored down the other end. So that's where that innovation will start to come in because I think New Zealand teams in particular have worked out how to stop the line out drive. Okay, let's talk about Sam Kane because the injury not as bad as first thought. Hopefully, I can't imagine he's playing this week, but hopefully back for the playoffs. How important is he for the Chiefs' campaign, and what what have you made of him? Because he is certainly a player 
that polarises a lot of the public in regards to whether he is still good enough to be an All Black. Is he, is he Ethan Blackadder or is he just a different type of player? He's very good at the dark arts. Very good at the dark arts. As I mentioned, you know, where we have Peter Gus on that right hand or that left hand side and Luke Jack is on the right hand side. Sam Kane's everywhere. So his work rate, what it is phenomenal. So yeah. he sets a really high standard. They're very calm and composed under pressure. So when we have seen the Chiefs, especially what was the, the game we won at the death against the Rebels uh, the weekend before, the skip out there, Sam Kane just keeping everyone composed, under wraps, hey, let's just keep building, let's go the multiple phase, and they end up scoring and winning the game. So that can never be underestimated, the composure and the experience of a guy like Sam Kane. So I think that's really important to a rugby side to have a player like that out there. And just the, the, the slowing down, even if it is only for a half a second, even if he doesn't get the turnovers that, say, Dalton Papali is getting, if he can slow it down and allow his defensive line to readjust, settle, and then push forward, that's another really key asset that we're seeing from Sam Kane. Okay, and who's your type five? Oh, well, Brody Retallick, if, he, if he's back, no question about and, that. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking beyond Fiji this week. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking more in terms well, of arguably taking I don't know where Josh Lord's out at, at yeah. and hopefully he's not that far back from injury. Yeah. But if we have Josh Lord and Brody Retallick intend to start the game, they're going to dominate the year. Once you dominate the kickoffs and the lineouts, you can you know, dominate the ball. So they're really important to me. I love it. According to you, mate, they're going to win this thing, can't yeah. I? I can see the glint, mate. I can see the glint. You've got at least four trio no one's going to touch. You've got two locks who are just going to dominate. Yeah. Come on, mate, keep it going. Keep it going. This is great if you're a Chiefs fan. I love you, mate. Hey, you're mate, selling got, it to we, me. We, you're we selling got, it to me. we got Brad Webber. And you know the great <laughs> thing about Brad Webber, which is actually Brad Webber at nine, Quintapai at 12, it just opens up this huge hole, which now Bryn Gatlin is starting to run into. Yeah. And once he's getting over the game line, then things can start to flow. Why is that hole opening up? Because the defence have to hold on Brad Webber. The defence have to hold on Quintapai. Bang, we're away. Chiefs, the dark horse. Do not underestimate this Chiefs team. I'm serious, come I'm not just having a thing here, but from what you've said, and mm. I know I'm saying a little bit of a joke at your expense, but <laughs> you've actually made some damn good points, and I think they're the team that have snuck underneath the radar. Everybody's talking Blues, everybody's talking about the resurgence of the Crusade, and possibly the Brumbies. No one's talking about the Chiefs. No, no one's talking about the Chiefs. And you know one of the really hard thing in this competition, which is it is really hard to win, especially if you're going you know, from fourth position, so you're always on the road, is, is actually winning at this level back-to-back weekends is really hard because you just yep. put so much emotional energy into a game. But that's where experience counts, doesn't yep. it? Yeah, it's sometimes really hard to perform that again and again, which is why it's really important to have a quarterfinal at home. So hopefully you don't have to have so much emotional energy to win the game. And then it's just two games for the Chiefs anyway on the road. I'm off to uh, the TAB after this. <laughs> Bang, we're off to the, the TAB. Very well coached. Because uh, the great players, a great player coming back in Brody Retallick. And you never know, Watto. Don't ever underestimate the Chiefs. Oh, I never underestimate the Chiefs at Eden Park. You've only got to go back to the Ranfurly Shield days, don't you? Yeah, you do. absolutely. You do. Don't have to go back too far. No, and I mean, we talk about Waikato, but hey, let's be honest, it's still, you know, it's, it was a hybrid, well, super rugby being a hybrid of that. Uh, Kamo, fitness-wise, you've got about 30 seconds. You're good, you're good. You're swimming, you're running, you're keeping yourself Yeah, I'm fit, doing mate. all of that, man. I'm just having a bit of a sort of a... a Tough time of year. Uh, yeah, tough time of year. I'll, I'll start my Ironman build-up in August, and then I'm back into it, mate. Some some big days. Excellent. There you go. Ian Jones in studio. Another edition of Chiefs Mana tomorrow night. They will turn it up. They will look at the Blues, and they will look at the Hurricanes. It is coming up to four minutes away from eight. Keep your thoughts coming. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... 
We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.